welcome to Zero Degrees Kelvin, the coldest podcast, but with the warmest of hearts. Uh, I'm your host, Kelvin Herrera, and thank you for joining me. This is going to be a pretty interesting uh, episode because it's the first episode, you know? Um, I'm going to give you a little background to why I called it Zero Degrees Kelvin. Uh, so, Zero Degrees essentially is like the coldest uh, temperature that's like possible in the Kelvin spectrum of temperature. It's a little sciencey and like very nerdy, so I, just just ignore it. I, I, it's I like it, and that's really what matters. All right, cool. Now um, I want this podcast to kind of be of um, very very like little recording little little editing done by my part because i'm very lazy like like extremely lazy so i'm gonna try my best to like limit my stuttering and you know cut like small things small like i'm I'm not it's it's gonna be very very (laughs) see i've already fucked it up already but um I, i just i just want this to be as like casual as possible but I want it to be akin to, like, a FaceTime call with a friend. I want it to be very comedy-based, you know? That's why, you know, in a cold world out there, you come here and we, we warm you up, you know? Like, even if I could put a smile on a single person's face, it's all worth it at the end of the day, in my opinion. Um. So, yeah, so I was, this first episode is basically just going to be about, like, a little bit of background about me. And uh, yeah, let's get started. Um, so, it all this this entire nightmare started uh, July twenty first, two thousand and one. Uh, that's when you know uh, I was brought into this world, and uh, I, I've I want to go back. I, I don't want to be here. I I mean I mean that I, I gotta preface this by saying like I always say stuff like that. So please. Don't don't reach out and be like, hey Kelvin, are you okay? No, no. I, I, if you know me, I, I joke like that all the time. All right. Um. So yeah, since this is being recorded around December, I'm gonna be talking about this one story <laughs> that's kind of one of my favorite stories to tell, where um I, I call it the Christmas incident. And um, as a kid, Christmas was kind of a special holiday for me because, um, you know, obvious reasons, gifts tons of delicious foods and like nearly dying on my second christmas ever you know the normal kid shit um now let me let me set the scene for you not even two years into my life i was already looking for a way out this christmas i spent at my aunt's house and she had this big ass tree with all sorts of lights on it you know and the table was being set food was on its way and i think this is like 2003 so like the only baby proofing we've heard up until then were like trojan condoms but um so so i end up somehow finding uh, an electrical outlet that just so happened to perfectly fit a fork i had like grabbed from the table and um next thing you know i don't remember what it felt like but the the lights fucking went out completely, you know. Thankfully, my plan didn't work, and um, I didn't become the Flash. 
But ima- imagine a universe where the the Flash took his name too seriously. Like, you know, like all you see is, oh my god, it's the Flash. And there's just some fucking guy in like a trench coat. He's just like fucking flashing people. Like, like what kind of sick superhero? Like, if you think about it, there's so many like superheroes that could literally be... Like their their name could be taken so literally in a sense where it's like, like stupid. Like Ant Man for for instance. Like, imagine if it was just like, a fucking like, oh look, it's fucking Ant Man, and there's just a single fucking ant like crawling on the floor, like right next to this fucking huge supervillain. Um, <laughs> I don't know where the fuck I'm going with this. Uh, this was a terrible idea. Um, I I might edit this like slightly. But, um, so far, I'm almost five minutes into this bitch, and, uh, I think I'm doing alright. Um, I've always wanted to make a podcast kind of thing, because I've always been into radio, but I never really had time to, you know, do that kind of thing. Um, if you follow my socials, especially my Instagram, I post daily song recommendations over there. Mostly just what I'm, like, listening to. Um, I've gotten a lot of feedback and I built like a little community from it and, uh, it means the world to me when, um, people come up to me and they tell me, Hey, Kelvin, you really, you really put me onto this one song and, um, they asked for my playlist and I, I might, I might put a playlist out, um, both Spotify and Apple music, but yeah, um, Thank you for everyone who's supporting me on my endeavors. Uh, The main reason I've actually done so much within the past few months is because I've learned that, you know, I've had an experience, uh, a near-death experience, where um, it put everything into perspective. And I was um, fortunate enough to have my eyes opened and I was just like, if I don't, if I don't do what I want now, then you know, I, I don't want to be old and wrinkly and look back on my life and think I I could have done more with my life, you know. So, you know, I, I I'll give myself some credit. It's a it's a long road of um of achievements and you know ups and downs, but at the end of the day, it's. I want more, you know, like I, I want, I want to be an artist. I want to produce music. I want to be a podcaster. I want to be a comedian. I want all these things. But if I don't take a single step in the, in the right direction, then I'll never really go anywhere, you know? Um, so if I could really influence a single person to get up off their feet and actually pursue their dreams and actually like you know, do something and change the way that they're living, I, I feel like I've done my job, you know? Like, not not to toot my, my own horn or anything. Like, I don't think I'm the shit. But um, I, I really... I really spend my life trying to please others when in reality it should be the exact opposite, you know? Um, don't get me wrong, uh, people say, like, you know, Calvin's, like, fucking nice and shit, he's chill, but I legitimately, this past year, 
has been one of uh, uh, it's it's crazy um maybe i'll dive more into it but you know the 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 wound's still open but um it's been it's been a rough year you know but you know as as low as i feel right now we can only go so low you know so the sky's the limit now so this is the first step into my next chapter i believe well anyways i have a fucking like it's like a little notepad right next to me i just got like other stories i want to tell so going back to the ant-man thing i have a funny story about ants so um when i was a kid right um my mom would always take me outside and like play in the dirt because i was you know was a fucking kid i used to do weird shit um so this one time i my mom finds me face down and she thinks that i actually fell and um she picks me up and sees that i have ants on my lips and she goes, Kelvin, what, what the fuck, man? Like, like, why do you have ants on your lips? And I'm just like, I, I kissed the ants. Like, I literally kissed the ants on the floor. And I said that insects need love, too. And um, I think the, the small things about us growing up influence who we are as a person when we do eventually grow up. So let me give you an example of that. So I've lived in this apartment complex for like about most of my life now, right? There's been so many neighbors, but there's one in particular that was a major influence to not only what I like, but how I treat people. So, yeah, you know, um, he was this elderly African-American man um, by the name that we'll, we'll, we'll call him. We'll call him Gerald. So Gerald, every time I came back from school, he would always be playing like a bunch of soul music, like Al Green, a bunch of other classics. He, he really liked the Bee Gees too, um, you know, disco, funk. He, he would always play these amazing music, like songs that, you know, with his, like he had a whole speaker set up. It was crazy. Um, but yeah, anytime I would like come home from school he would always have his door cracked open just a little bit and i don't know if he picked up on me liking the music because one time i just stood outside the door for like i want to say like 10 minutes and i was just listening because i really liked his music and you know me growing up as a kid I, I didn't have like i was i was a kid i didn't have like an ipod or or like like a radio like and it, it really influenced me to the point where soul will always have a special place in my heart, you know? And Gerald was one of the, the kindest souls I've ever met. Um, like, during Christmas times, he would bring, like, me and my mother, my father gifts. He would usually bake. He would he would make, like, or, or I think, I don't remember if he would bake or if he would buy it, but he had, like, fresh bread. And he would give us, like, fresh bread, like, every so often. And it's, like, the small things that, like, the small ounces of kindness were enough to show me and be an impact to me. And I've always lived by the motto that you always can be 
the kindest person out there, you know? Like, there's so much hate in this world where I, I think that if we would all, like, take that energy and manipulate it in a way and transform it into positive energy, you know, we can make more of an impact. But the world just doesn't work that way. But I think it's more noble to be an optimist. And I, I mean that legitimately, you know, like, you know, like people suck. Like, don't get me wrong. There's really good people out there, but most of the people like just try to fuck you over, you know, but as much as I want to hate on those people, I, I always, I always will have unconditional love for anyone around me, you know? Like, if you're in my life right now, just know that, you know, a couple, like, a couple of you were so detrimental to my, my life. And I, I can't thank you enough because there's been ups, there's been downs, but those downs really fuck with you as a person, you know? Like, I don't know if you've ever experienced any of these kinds of things, and by all means, if you feel as if you're going through any of these moments right now, feel free to, you know, talk to someone, like, whether that be um, a family friend, your parents, uh, shit, like, my, my DMs are always open. Uh, I'm very much, I'm very, very much an advocate for being there for people even if they're not there for me, you know, like, there's this, there's this one time, uh, a friend of mine, he was, he was going through some heavy shit, and I, I told him, you know, like, I, I did, that week, it was, like, finals, my, like, I don't remember, it was, like, two years ago, a year ago, and I was, I was fucking busy as shit, and I, even if I was busy, I still found some time to go and take this motherfucker to go get ice cream. And he told me literally like a month later, just like, hey, man, I really appreciate what you did for me that day. If it weren't for you, you know, like, I don't know where my mental state would be. And that affected me in a way where um, I've always been that kind of person that helps like I try and help people and especially help people help themselves and I feel like I'm kind of going off track now because I kind of feel it but this kind of moves towards what I want to do like career-wise so I'm going to talk about that because that other story was 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 a a little heavy you know so um what I want to do career-wise is I want to get a uh, the, the end goal is to work with people who are amputees um, and make their prosthetics, you know, because I've always liked making shit like art, music, this podcast, things like that. Um, and I feel like by combining my love for making stuff uh, and art, I can make a difference. So 
let me let me back up a little bit and explain what I'm trying to say. So, and you know, people who suffer amputations usually have this uh, preconceived notion where they think that their prosthetic limb is something to be ashamed of you know so we have people who don't wear their prosthetics because they don't feel like it's a part of them and i want to change that by um making artificial limbs for people and prosthetic devices that are tailored to the person now what i mean by this is i'm very artsy like if you if you know me i make paintings drawings i, I try and sculpt every so often um art prints things like that um and i want to make prosthetic devices like prosthetic arms prosthetic legs that like are art pieces in and of themselves you know so the person who's wearing it sees some kind of normalcy in their prosthetic limb and they're like oh this is a piece of me this isn't a device this is me you know and sometimes that could be a really good thing because you know if there's so many things that go behind that that go behind the scenes in that person's mind that affect them in so many ways we cannot possibly understand you know um i kind of like how this is formatted i don't know how long i want this to be because originally i was thinking uh like i don't know hour half hour 45 minute episodes i don't know I, i'm gonna choose uh, when this comes out you, you'll know how long i made it um but right now i'm up to i think 18 minutes and i i it feels like i just started recording you know um all right so just to just to recap I like helping people. If you could take any anything away from that one story is I like helping people. And that's pretty much it. All right, so moving on to my next story. Um, as a kid, I was very, very stupid because, you know, kids are stupid. And um, this one time, my mom took me to Walmart. And most, most of my stories are with my mom because, like, uh, here before i tell that story i'm gonna i'm gonna give you a little background about my my parents so my mom's very nurturing very like loving and um she's where i got you know my caring nature from she's always been like um she's very very into helping other people as well like you know the other day we were at patterson and um it was not the other day like july and um it was blistering hot outside had to be at least like 89 degrees outside and um my mom bought lemonade for this um homeless guy on the street and um you know it was it was like the heat was killer and he was just uh, i don't know I, this is making me sad so i'm just gonna move on because i don't i don't like thinking about these kinds of things but you know i I am very much for helping people in the sense that if I see a beggar giving money, I don't give money. I give food. 
that's that's my only rule like i if if it's a person who actually needs like who receives it well if they take the food and they they go on with their day and they appreciate it then that's fine but if they're gonna use that money for you know other things like drugs i i i don't feel comfortable um supporting that financially so where was i oh yeah so my mom's very caring and she she's very very much where i got that part of me from and my father uh if you guys know my dad he's 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 crazy but that's where i got my personality from like um so i have this one story uh if you if you look on my instagram page there's this one picture i posted uh for a tune for your timeline where it's my dad hanging off a tree and you see um little toddler me hanging on to his leg so he's like he's hanging from this big tree uh, in front of my aunt's house in like a pull-up position and i was a little squirt back then and i was just hanging on his right leg and like swinging back and forth and if you see the picture you'll see that if he would have dropped down from that pull-up position he would have fucking crushed my rib cage but um anytime anytime i would like i've every anytime i've done something crazy i always blame it on my dad like i I like setting shit on fire but I, i i feel like i feel like it's been embedded in me or programmed in me from my father but what was the story i was gonna tell oh yeah so i was a very dumb kid and um i went to walmart with my mother and i decided that day you know what i'm gonna be a smart kid and i'm gonna get fucking lost and to my surprise I was in the electronics department, I believe, and I I couldn't find my mom. I turned around and she was fucking gone. I guess she like just like went to another aisle and I couldn't see her. So me being the smart like seven year old, was I seven? No, I was young. Uh, A six or seven. So I go over to the self. not the self-checkout the the help center and i go over to the lady who's behind the register at the help center i'm just like hey um i lost my mom can you like give me the mic so i can report her missing and uh next thing you know i i say uh i I don't i don't say it but i was just like hey can you report my mom like missing and um she goes on the fucking like speakerphone and she goes Paging missing uh maria herrera maria herrera can you please report to the help desk and um my mom is um she's she's a little lighter than i am but i'm brown right and uh i've never seen her this fucking red in my life before she looked like a lobster is crazy <laughs> she was so embarrassed because her kid her kid fucking reported her missing and um yeah 
uh, I got my ass beat pretty, pretty bad that day. <laughs> and, um, yeah, it just goes to show that I'm, that here, I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you another, another example of me being pretty stupid, right? Um, anytime my mom would take me to the bank and she would like withdraw money from her account, I, we would go to like do groceries and stuff and you know little kids are always like hey mom can i get this can i get that and i i always i, I love at e- like even now as a kid my favorite snack was um the cheetos puffs so anytime we would go to like Shoprite or like any other grocery store i would always look for the cheetos puffs and this particular day i was i was acting up so she wasn't gonna buy me anything and um I was like, hey, mom, can we get, can we get some Cheeto puffs? And she goes, no, we don't have enough money for it. And I, I'm so smart that I, I legitimately, like, in front of all these strangers around me in the grocery store, I'm just like, mom, if you didn't have enough money, why didn't you ask for more at the bank? And the fucking, the guy right, like, behind me, uh... He he just like bursts out in laughter because this little kid like just, just fucking like, he's such a dumbass. Like even now I'm such a dumbass sometimes, but, um, yeah, uh, my mom did this thing where she like you know like I don't know if if anyone else's moms does this, but my mom used to like grab like my rib like like the the skin on like near my ribs and she would twist it so it would look like she was grabbing my arm but she was like twisting my rib and i was like ah ah and I, that that's how i knew to to stop being a dumbass and stop acting up in front of all these kids right not not these kids these adults and um yeah um what other stories do i have damn 26 minutes i'm going to see if i i'm going to aim for 45 minutes and if it doesn't if it doesn't end up being 45 i'm sorry uh, however long this episode is it's probably going to be like over 30 something it should be closer to 40 but my next story is about my um what should it be about cuz i i ran out of shit to talk about on my list um there there was this one time where um in preschool <laughs> this is this is my first kiss uh so i i for, uh, the only reason i remember this is because i got caught and like my mom got called to like the fucking the the preschool that i was in um so apparently during nap time uh there was this one girl i i don't know her name we're we're going to call her random girl number 1 and um random girl number 1 uh like slept across from me but in between us there was like a like one of those like cubby things but the cubby was um didn't have like a thing in between so like I could put my arm through and I could like like still tap her you know so it was basically just like a little tunnel thing in between the cubby right and so um I was, I was I was pretending to sleep 
because I never, I, I, I never, I've always had problems sleeping as a kid, so I, I could never take naps. So um, I was just like, you know, just laying there, and then all I hear, all of a sudden, random girl number one is like, Psst, Calvin, Calvin, and um, I just remember I went to her and I was just like, what? And then I got like really close to like her face inside. We were like inside the cubby. It was so it, like this is this is how the teacher caught us because like literally, um, what's it called? We had kissed, and <laughs> I feel I feel the the teacher uh, like pull me, pull my head out from there, and she goes, "What were you guys doing in there?" You know, and uh, random girl number one apparently tells her, "Oh." He gave me a kiss and I liked it. And um, <laughs> the, the teacher was just, you know, baffled and she didn't know what to do. So both our parents got called in and they were like, oh, you know, we caught them kissing in the little cubby. And uh, the, the other girl's parents were really nice, apparently. Apparently to my mom, they were just like, oh, it's so sweet. Don't worry about it. It was just, it was just like something like innocent and uh my mom i've i've she was just like oh and she when when she told my dad my dad was just like oh shit he's a player no i'm kidding uh <laughs> um but my my dad's very very supportive of um that story he was just like um i've met i've met people who still have uh i've told that story too and they're just like uh man that that the story's so fucking like like i i don't like the the way they worded it made me seem like a fucking creep when when i i was i was a toddler i didn't know fucking like anything else i was just like oh you know i liked the girl and it was innocent and sweet and that was the story of my my first ever kiss um if this this girl's out there all i know is that she's blonde so um if you're out there um thank you and um you fucking got me in trouble you bitch but anyways uh <laughs> fuck man it's only 30 minutes i don't know where i'm gonna go with this um give me a second to think um All right, I got I got another story. So there was this one time. Uh, this is how I learned how to swim. Uh, so my father took me out to a pier, right? And first we were fishing, and my dumbass, um, there's like this little waterfall thing right next to this. Um, I don't know, it was a lake or something. And I walk across like the stone path that's on this waterfall thing i was like oh there's nothing there's nothing like underneath this one thing and so i put my legs into the waterfall and i was like oh i feel something so i i step on it and you know it was just a twig and my fucking my whole leg goes through the twig and breaks it and snaps it and i fall through the the waterfall i say waterfall but it's very it's very small and I don't know if you know this, but there's like a little bit of like, it's like a ledge where the waterfall comes off from. And then like, there's a, a deep divot, like a, a pocket of like water. And so I'm in that pocket of water and I'm drowning. 
and I I I end up getting like um saved by my dad and uh he like um he he was very disappointed that I didn't know how to how to swim so he takes me and he takes me over to the pier and next thing you know I was being thrown into the water again and I was drowning still he took me back threw me into the water and he said try and I kept swimming back to him and he threw me back kept swimming threw me back kept swimming threw me back and that's how I learned how to swim and uh, you know the other kids or I you know I, I for for being for being only 21 I've had a more near-death experiences than i would like um so let me tell you about another one so (laughs) so there's just one time i drowned again (laughs) believe it or not um but it was at the beach and my mom she's very overprotective because you know i was a kid at the time we went to sandy shore Sandy Hook, my bad. Whoops. Uh, we went to we went to Sandy Hook, and um, you know she's pulling me by the shirt, and she's like, "Kelvin, don't go into the deep end. Kelvin, don't go into the deep end." Mind you, my my toes are barely in the water. Like she's she's fucking she's tripping, and um, I end up going really far into like the deep end because all my friends knew how to swim and I didn't. And so I was like, at this point, I, I, this, this was before I was thrown, I, I was taught and or, or taught with air quotes. And um, so then I end up, <laughs> I end up drowning, but then the lifeguard like, like grabs me. And then my mom like, just yells at me. She's like, nah, 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 I told you, I told you. And, you know, long story short. I think that, you know what, thinking back on it, my mom probably took that, like, it was it was that same summer, too, so my mom would probably was just like, yo, this dumbass doesn't know how to swim, and my dad was just like, hold my beer, you know? <laughs> and, um, what what other near-death near, near death experiences have I had? Oh, there's this one time in that same supermarket, uh, I was, I was drinking, like, a lemonade, and I like to chew on ice. And like, there was this one time I was chewing on. I I still do it to this day, but like for a good two years after this incident, I I, I couldn't, you know, because it was it was like traumatizing. So I was I was drinking this lemonade, and by the time I had already finished it, um, I had ice cubes left, but they were pretty big. And so I just like chucked one in like the inside of my cheek. Like, it was a, a jawbreaker. And I was just letting it sit there. And then, you know, it gets cold over time. And I was like, fuck, my cheek's numb. So I just start, like, you know, like, trying to chew it. Doesn't really happen. And this piece of ice ends up getting lodged in my throat. And uh, I start choking in the line of this grocery store. And, you know, thankfully, there was a guy there who knew the Heimlich and you know the it took like three three times before before the the piece of ice like shot out my throat it it felt so horrible like it hurt so bad um but yeah 
I I could have I could have fucking died right there, just choking on ice. Could you imagine if like I I was there, and like <laughs> I had I had already like fucking passed, and the ice cube just melted in my throat, and uh, it was already too fucking late because I was already fucking you know never mind. Um, one time at Shoprite, that this goes back to me being pretty stupid as a kid. Uh, one time. I had, I don't know what what was wrong with me, but this day I was just particularly bored, and I was at Shoprite, and we were by like, we were by the exit, and I was waiting for my mom, and like I was just staring at the at the fire alarm, and I was just like staring at it, and you know how the fire alarm has like this plastic case over it. And then it's the fire alarm. I was just like, what happens if I just fucking like, like I, in my head, I pictured me flipping open the, the, the plastic part. And I didn't know that that had a fucking alarm to it. And, you know, like next thing you know, I look at my arm and it like swings, barely like touches it. And the thing fucking pops open and like all, all shop, right. Goes to fucking like, like hell because like they think there's a fire going on and it was just my dumb ass that accidentally set off the the fire alarm and um you know the manager comes over and he's like what happened and then i i look at him and i look at my mom she looks so disappointed <laughs> and i just go my arm just slipped that's the only thing i could fucking say and um yeah that ended up being it was it was another ass beating but it was a well-deserved one. Um, yeah, I, I'm i so sorry. This is very new to me. So um, this will only get better over time. And yeah, we've almost made it to 40 minutes. So I'm going to call it quits while, you know, not to make things too long or anything but thank you for joining me today this was zero degrees kelvin and yeah i love you and please share if you want if not come back next week and or or i'm not gonna promise anything because um i don't know how consistently i can record but I will at least try to get one episode out every month. And it's going to be, you know, I I want it to be something where, where, you know, people can listen to and be like, oh, you know, I'm just going to listen to this podcast and, you know, relax. I don't want this to be something that's stress inducing or anything like that. But yeah, Um, thank you so much for your support. And yeah, goodbye, adios.